What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Now back to Murph and Marcus, live from Radio Row in Vegas. Sponsored by Friedman's Appliance. Proudly serving all of Northern California with a wide selection of luxury appliances. Visit them in Pleasant Hill to see the Friedman's difference. And by Xfinity Internet, the best way to stream your favorite live sports. Xfinity, the ultimate entertainment experience. On the Sports Leader. Heck yeah, Usher. Let's go, baby. Super Bowl halftime show going to be Usher. Will Taylor Swift appear in the postgame show? We'll find out. Not according to Brian Bobby's best bets. We're in, buddy. We're in. And by the way, for the 7 o'clock crowd that's waking up and addressing the pop culture showdown, we came clean with you guys. And if you know our history, Radio Row, we don't do them because we have too many guests and there's too much logistical issue. We have to clear out like about 45 minutes for that thing, like 9.15 to 10. We can't do it. So we never do it on Radio Row. And it's just better. Let's let the forces that govern the universe take the Niners to what you and I have both predicted will be an upset, even though they're favored. Right? Murph, Murph, Does that make sense? We're calling it an upset. We can call it whatever the hell you want it. By the time the game is played, these players don't give a damn about the spread. They care about who's going to be hoisting that Lombardi. And I'll tell you this. 808-KNBR. Line them up. Through young Tony's technological genius, we have a call screen up. And we right now have a little break. Before Mark Cannizzaro and Rich Gannon and the whole crew comes in, Lewis Riddick, the whole, all the boys. So if you want to get in, get your energy out, get your takes out, something that happened this week that jumped out at you, whether it was the Cam Newton disrespect of Brock Purdy or whether it was the, the Andy Reid handling the uh, Taylor Swift as a Pentagon psyop or whether it's Lee Harvey Oswald or whether it's how light green Walt looks to my right right now. <laughs> Or whether it's how Marcus is playing hurt, like the great Dan Jenkins would tell him, 808-KNBR. We have time for you guys. And while we get those calls lined up, Marcus, you got some prop bets, right? Murph, do I have prop bets? I can give you at least nine or ten of them that I'm going to have action on because we are live in Las Vegas. So I'm going straight to the book, placing these bets. But I can tell you straight up, I'm not going to be taking any Taylor Swift prop bets unless I'm taking no on the proposal from Travis Kelsey because the Chiefs ain't winning this game by my book. And that's where I'm going to start with the man that's going to be hoisting the MVP trophy after winning Offensive Player of the Year last night. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, Murph, we've been talking about the value all week long, plus 450 to be the MVP. If the 49ers win, Christian McCaffrey's the MVP. Help me out. I'm a dummy. Mm -hmm. Plus 450 means... You throw down $100, you win 450. Four and a half to one odds. Seems pretty good. That is good. That's good value for a guy that's arguably the most dynamic player on this team. I like that. I like it a lot, Murph, and that's why I'm also taking Christian McCaffrey over 34 and a half receiving yards because we know Brock Purdy will check it down, especially in the playoffs. I think McCaffrey's going to be a huge factor in the receiving game. Murph, give me Christian McCaffrey over 34 and a half receiving yards also on the ticket. All right, uh, so those are two right away, two McCaffrey ones. When I said prop bets, I thought there was going to be the silly stuff like 
the guy who uh, uh, what, what do you want like, like the color of Gatorade or something? Yeah, I mean that one's like there's got to be more creative uh, than that, see, right? See, those are cute, Murph, but I'm all about the business and I'm all about how the 49ers can win this matchup. And again, it goes back to the running game, Christian McCaffrey. But I also think it's going to involve Debo Samuel because if you're looking for even better value at MVP than Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel is plus 3,500. So if you're looking for a lottery ticket, a shot in the dark, a hundred dollars wins you three thousand and five hundred dollars bro and i think debo is going to be a huge factor in the run game which is why one of my favorite bets is debo samuel over 16 and a half rushing yards we're talking about debo maybe being able to break that on his first carry of the game going back to super bowl 54 had a 32 yard run on the opening drive had five carries 53 yards in that game debo samuel is going to be a factor in the run game so i'm loving his over 16 and a half and if you want more rushing props throw in elijah mitchell on top over three and a half rushing yards he's going to get a carrier two. murph the 49ers need to run the ball mccaffrey elijah Debo, give me all three of them. I'm taking Dude, those props. McCaffrey could go to the sideline to tie his shoes and Mitchell can get a four-yard carry. He might go to the bathroom and Elijah's <laughs> going to come in, and that's a prop that you can hit on one carry. Now, Murph, let me get your opinion because we saw Brock Purdy use his legs also. Parody. His, his prop bets at 12 and a half rushing yards. Oh. I might throw down some action oh, on I'll that take also. The over. Yeah, 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 take the over. So I love that I think one. The reason why I take that is not just because, you know, whatever, I'm a niner honk, is that uh, I feel like he feel he's feeling it after that game against the Lions. I bet it's m way more in the front of his brain mm -hmm. to do that now than it was uh, before the NFC Championship. And with Chris Jones providing that pressure up the middle, I think we're going to see a little playground purdy, get outside of the pocket, maybe make some plays downfield. I've been keeping my eye on George Kittle, 47 yards receiving. That's a prop bet I'm looking at also. Mm, a little bit. See, that's the I thing. I like the other ones better. It's tough to pass against this Kansas City Right now, basically, basically, based on your prop bets, by the way, the Niners have about 600 yards in total offense right that's now. That's it. Well, it's 16 <laughs> yards, 3.5 yards, 20 total yards. The 49ers need to run the rock this weekend. Debo, McCaffrey. Hey, by the way, welcome to 810 The Spread. Marcus's bets. Uh, all right, we asked for calls. We got him. Marky Mark Canazaro of the New York Post is gliding in now. Let's let him get settled here Smooth. with a little coffee. Starts with Fet. Is it Fetty in Milpitas? Fetty in Milpitas? Fetty Wap? Fetty, we're in Vegas. You're in Milpitas. Good morning, brother. What's going on, man? How y'all got? How y'all doing today, man? We're hyped, dude. We're completely hyped. And Marcus is hungover, so it's all good. <laughs> and we're here, baby. We're here. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm super hyped, too, man. I just left the, uh, the fan rally in San Ramon. It was awesome. It was filled with Niner fans, man. We ready to go, bro. I'm flying out to Vegas tonight, and uh, yeah, man, we gonna get it in, man. So, wait, you go? Are you, are you coming just for the party? You go in the game? I'm, I'm not going to the game. They're not getting into my pockets like that. But uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna be out there. I'm gonna be out there for the festivities, though. You know, man, rocking my rocking my red out song, rocking hey, my tailgate song at the hey, tailgate. Fetty, I want to tell you something that I haven't mentioned on the air yet. But the eyeball test is that Bang Bang Niner Gang is outflanking Chiefs Kingdom. Here in here in Vegas, oh, it's not even close. It's like Man, Niner fan. I'm, I'm I got. I'm getting a lot of feedback from a lot of friends that I got out there, and it's like it's like ten to one Niners or something like that. Which man. is part of the reason I took the Niners, not just because I'm a shameless Niner honk that goes back to freaking 1974 Candlestick Park, but also I think there's that that energy is going to be in the crowd. You heard it on Monday night at, at uh, media night. Yes, that that was awesome. That was so awesome, man. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. 
When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen. All right, Fetty, come on down Hell and yeah. look for Marcus. I'm coming home. I'll, I'll see you on the strip, Fetty. I'll see you on the strip. Hey, if you, guys, man, if you guys get a chance, please check out my Niner songs, Red Out and Tailgate. I appreciate it. Okay, all right. All yeah, right. Red Out and Tailgate, is that what he said? Red Album Tailgate, I Okay, have him check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Where would you get that plug in, Fetty? Is it Woody Wonka? Is that right? Woody Wonka in Redwood City? Woody Wonka in Redwood City is on KMBR. We're in Vegas. You're in Redwood City, former home of the Woody Niners. Wonka. Training camp. Uh, I make chocolates for charities. I'm going to tell you, fellas. No disrespect to Pat Mahomes, but I'm going to say Patrick Smatrick. He ain't going to get his hat trick. No third ring for Patrick this weekend. Come on, man. You, you, you're dropping bars remember? here, buddy. Patrick well, Smatrick will not get his hat trick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And my, my, this is, this is my, here's, here's my ace in the hole. My ace in the hole is number 57. Drake Greenlaw is going to shut down Kelsey. Drake Greenlaw is going to get a defensive player of the game. You heard it here first. Dude, I like it, Woody Wonka. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks for the bars. Hey, he says somebody's going to hit Kelsey, the young tone. Do you have Frank from uh, the city earlier this week who uh-huh. called in before we left for Vegas? Let me know when you got that, buddy. I mean, whether it's Dre, whether it's Fred, whether it's Jair Brown or Gibson, somebody's got to slow down Travis Kelsey. Here it is, Frank from the city on the Travis Kelsey plan. I want Travis Kelsey. I want his ass at Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> With the explosion at the end. Do you think when he called, he had like that Tupperware and pots and pans set up ready to go? I think he was just in the middle of doing dishes, and he's like, "Screw it, I want Kaiser." We might have had scrambled eggs all over his his kitchen floor. (laughs) Might have had. Nick is calling in from Utah, the Beehive State, which is uh, bordering Nevada. Don't you know? Nick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing good. I'm just calling to. I'm a kid who grew up going to Candlestick Park and stuff, so I just. I feel like it's time for us to see a Super Bowl, like you've been saying all week, Murph and Marcus. It's, we haven't seen a Super Bowl yet, and I'm pumped for it. And going to get some of that candlestick magic up there in Vegas. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for the game, and happy Patrick Willis got into the Hall of Fame. Just good vibes right into this Sunday. I don't know about you guys. I'm excited. Yeah, Nick, I love it, baby. Positive energy is good stuff, and uh, carry the banner in the Beehive State. Uh, it is true. Patrick Willis getting in the Hall of Fame. Christian McCaffrey winning AP Offensive Player of the Year. And Niner fans invading Vegas. And that's the thing, Murph. I can tell you from going out over the last couple of nights, I've seen a lot of Niner fans who are around my age. And it's something that we've been talking about leading up to the Super Bowl. This millennial Gen Z generation, whatever the hell you want to call them, they have not seen the greatness of the 49ers. They have not seen the Super Bowl trophies like you got to witness growing up, all five of them. We've seen two essentially in our lifetime, and the 49ers are 0-2. So there's that young hunger. I know there's a generation of 49er fans who are hungry for that Super Bowl. That was why I picked them. Mm-hmm. You know? but by the way, every time you tell me I got to see five, a warm glow comes uh, over me. Yeah, you should and, see a smirk on your face. And I, It's not a smirk. It's a warm glow, and I picture all of them, and I get this orgasmic feeling. Uh, Joe is driving to Stanford. Hey, where Christian McCaffrey plied his trade. Joe, good morning. You're on KMBR. We're in Vegas. You're in Stanford. How are you, dude? I'm driving there right now with my gold jacket and my CMC, my run CMC shirt on. 
Uh, and check it out. I mean, we have a nucleus of guys in there that were in that last Super Bowl that have that bad taste in their mouth still. You think they want to go home with that bad taste again? I do not. I think they're going to crush it. They're going to come together. They're going to pump up this team and get us a, day, a, a Super Bowl and bring it home. Yeah, Joe. Hey, and say, hey, go pour one out. Pour some uh, – uh, do a little uh, burning of sage or something for McCaffrey because that's where he did his thing down at Stanford, all right? So uh, thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate you. Mike and Eugene says he had a vision. My vision did not involve Larry Zonka, but it's going to be <laughs> hey, a vision to change, Murph. <laughs> Mike and Eugene, what's up, man? Hey, hey, good morning, my brothers. Hey, I got one word for Marcus the Waterboy. Gatorade. <laughs> You're uh, drinking the wrong stuff. Yeah, I know. So, hey, now here, I had a vision, man. Here it is. The Niners are up by four with a minute ten left. Mahomes is driving near to 50. He tries to pass, and it's picked up by Demo Lamore, and he's going to be the MVP. It's a pick six. Okay. A little Larry I, I, Brown 95 situation. A cornerback went in the uh, Dexter Jackson, uh, Tampa Bay. Hey, Mike, I got it, buddy. Thanks for the call. You know what's interesting, Marcus, last night? I was drifting off as you were just beginning your evening. You were just beginning. We haven't talked all week about Logan Ryan and Jair Brown. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. It's a factor. And today we're giving away a Telenoho Fungi jersey on the show. In fact, why don't we do this? We'll do that real soon. Yeah. To tell it, but Stay tuned. But I mean, that's been Logan... a factor. And, and, like, we've seen, again, it's kind of been a quiet storyline because these guys have been stepping up in the absence of Hufunga, but definitely in the two playoff games. You're missing the – like, we talked about the rush defense. We know how good Hufunga is in the box. Of course, he's an all-pro safety. That's a huge factor. And when you got Patrick Mahomes dropping back, taking shots to Travis Kelsey over the middle, or even Rasheed Rice down the field, those safeties are going to be a huge part of this matchup. Uh, Richard is in Petaluma. You can pet a dog and you can pet a cat, but you cannot pet a Luma. Richard, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I uh, just wanted to hit it on a couple of high notes. Uh, first of all, I am an Oakland Raider fan okay, and a San Francisco Raider. I mean, San Francisco 49er fan. Okay, right. And one thing I think about when it comes down to all the opinions and speculations about MVPs and everything, I think about one thing, Al Davis, when he just said, just win, baby. That's all I'm asking on the 49 Just win. I love it, Richard. That was, by the way, the original Just Win Baby is so great. Just Win Baby. The way he's, he's got great players, he's hold, you know, great he's hold, coaches, he's holding, organization. The, he's holding the Lombardi. You tell him one thing. It's after the it's after the Redskins one, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Scott in Calistoga is checking in at 808 KMBR. Scott, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guys. What's up, dude? I uh, just wanted to say congratulations to Patrick Lewis. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm glad he got in third time, you know, on the ballot. And uh, I'll be – I'm a 32. I've seen uh, six good opportunities for the Niners. I'll be wearing my Bryant Young jersey. doesn't fit me very well anymore. But uh, we'll be sending the goodbye through that. So, hey, Scott, uh, I got a, a piece of advice for you, man. If you're on Twitter, if you have access to X or Twitter or whatever, I retweeted it. Um, go look at BY going to Pat- Patrick Willis's house. Will do, will do. Thanks for the tip. I love that. But you better, you better be. Make sure there's nobody around because you might have a little, you know, moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Find, find a quiet we'll place. I'll put the wife in the other room. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Scott. Thanks for the call, man. And then Tim and Mantica, who came in back last summer and told us that if Nick Bosa signed, he could sleep with his wife. Ooh. That's what he said. What is Tim going to offer now for a Super Bowl? And now, Tim, here we are on the eve of the bowl, hey. buddy. You were there at ground floor, My wife Timmy. Is still up for Bosa for Fred Warner. 
for Hargrave. Like somebody needs Hargrave. to get this job done. We need. I know Hargrave. I don't know. Maybe maybe not Hargrave. No, I like it. Dude, Super Bowl <laughs> no, MVPs. The history of Super Bowl <laughs> MVPs is is very trippy. There's like un, unexpected dudes win it. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and you know what? I kind of like. I have a good feeling about this Super Bowl. The last one, the nineteen. I had, like, a little anxiety going in because, you know, I mean, I'm a faithful. I want the Niners to win real bad. This time, I just, I just think they're going to do it. I think they have the squad to do it. I think they're going to win by 10. Way so, to beat Timmy. And, and uh, you I tell your we'll wife. You on Market what? Street Thursday. <laughs> All right, bud. There he is, man. Uh, Tim from Manteca, who famously said that uh, Nick Bosa could sleep with his wife if Nick, he signed. if you're listening, anytime you want to sleep with my wife, it's okay. Oh. The door's open. By the way. Did we ever explore and we, did we ever, ever ask Tim, is that just his thing? Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's his thing. I was going to say, he's opening the door now to Fred Warner, Hargrave. Sounds like it might be a thing. Hey, now. Sounds like it might be something that on the weekends it doesn't need, need to be a nine. Hey, no judgment you know I mean? here. It's yeah, a hey. judgment-free hey. zone, Murph. Dude, whatever <laughs> whatever gets you through the night, whatever floats your boat, baby. What, whatever gets the 49ers through the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for popping in. We appreciate it hearing from you. Hopefully we can do a little bit later. Tim Ryan joins Stolberg and Copes at 4.30 this afternoon. But one of our all-time favorites, true friend of the program, Marky Mark, Mark Cannizzaro, NFL columnist for the New York Post. He'll give us the national take next. Okay, I'll be our 1045 and 680, the sports leader. Just win, baby. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So, what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real?" <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Faithful, we take you back to Vegas, where Murph and Marcus are among legends on Radio Row. Sponsored by Friedman's Appliance. Proudly serving all of Northern California with a wide selection of luxury appliances. Visit them in Pleasant Hill to see the Friedman's difference. And by Xfinity Internet, the best way to stream your favorite live sports. Xfinity, the ultimate entertainment experience. On KNBR 104.5 and 680. Mahomes now going to look right, throws, broken up. A diving interception by Talanoa Hufunga. Talanoa Hufunga came flying through the air and intercepts Patrick Mahomes. The big, bad wolf Hufunga. They blocked the punt. They blocked the punt of Bjork as it's rolling free. Pick it on up. the goal line of 49ers scooping. And Talanoa Hufunga scored. Touchdown. San Francisco. Jordan Willis is the guy that Willis got it. Willis blocked it. Ufunga picked it up and a scoop and a score. And the 49ers are an extra point away from tying the game. No, the big, bad wolf, Ufunga. I just want to give Greg a cup of tea listening to that Lambeau call uh, when the Niners won that divisional game up at Lambeau before losing the crushing NFC Championship to the Rams the next week, right? Uh, but anyway, you guys know the deal. If you listen to the show, you can imagine where we're going. Our final jersey of the week, Talanoa Hufunga, number 29. Call 415-896-KMBR. Tell Greg Silver hello. He was working late last night uh, on Dubs OT. By the way, shout out. Dubs. Are they turning the corner a little bit? A little Ooh, bit? A little bit? Steph Curry last night looked good. We'll discuss after the Super Bowl. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, so Talanoa Hufunga jersey, 415-896-KMBR. Caller number 10. Jersey is yours. Or if you want a Mark Cannizzaro jersey. 
you can have that. Oh, I need one of those. By calling 808KNVR, one of our true friends of the program, uh, truly a family member, my man, NFL columnist, New York Post, Marky Mark Canizaro. Murphy Murph. Marcus, this is our first time live with Marcus, like in person. Yeah. So, uh, Can you feel the youthful energy I pulsating feel, off him? I feel the youthful energy. What I, what I would say, if you need a jersey of mine, it's a proper double X, so it might be a little loose fitting on <laughs> no, you. No, I'll, I'll throw it on. And uh, yeah, we're locking eyes. I don't know if you can still smell the alcohol on me or not, but uh, I appreciate you coming by, Marky. Well, Mark. you and I show the kind of discipline to go back to the room. we got to study up our playbook. This guy goes out. Well, I learned from the best. I mean, we were literally breaking bread the other night with the two of you, and uh, we had some stories to tell from that dinner also that we can get into. I don't even like it to be public knowledge that I went to bed early last night because that's absolutely not my usual M.O., but I was, I don't know, I was just uh, a little tired last night and I figured to get some momentum for the weekend. Well, it's Las Vegas. There's nothing going on. So no, you might as well head back. no, no, no. <laughs> All right, brother. Um, listen, man, Super Bowl 58. You know what I love? We talked about him taking that call from Steve Young in the middle of dinner and ducking down the servants' quarters yeah. to take the call. And then uh, you talked to Herm Edwards about John Lynch. You're writing some Niners stuff this week. Huh? What are they saying? What are they saying out there on the streets? I've actually been doing more uh, uh, more Niners stuff than anything, really. Uh, and it's just kind of the way it played out. But uh, listen, I mean, on the st- if you look at this game, none of it makes sense that the that the Niners are favored. You know what I mean? I, I have I have all respect for the Niners. I mean, I I think Shanahan's ter- tremendous. Obviously, I'm I'm a believer in Purdy. But if you really do look at this game and analyze it. The head, the head coach has got more experience. He's a 3-0 and against your guy, right? He's also a Super Bowl winner. The quarterback, there's no conversation there, as good as Purdy is, right? So it's like, it's like the, the, the people here in Vegas are begging you to take the Chiefs. And, and I'm picking the Chiefs in, in, in the New York Post tomorrow, but I'm not comfortable with it because it's too obvious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think there's a lot of mental toughness on the Niners, and I think that they've been kind of steeled by the last two two games where they've kind of come out slow and whatnot. So, my word on the street is I'm very nervous if I'm betting on the Chiefs, even though I, I am betting on the Chiefs. I still can't figure out. We've been here all week how the Chiefs are underdogs. I mean, that's the thing. You look at the coaching matchup, advantage Kansas City. You look at the quarterback matchup, advantage Kansas City. Hell, you look at the team defenses, advantage right now Kansas City. So, Mark and Mark, how do the 49ers win this game? I know because, you know, the Chiefs have the best defense uh, in the Mahomes era, so to speak, which I say era, it's not that long, but... This, this is the best defense that Mahomes has had. So that should make you nervous if you're the Niners. And the Niners have been spotty on offense at times, which is weird with all the with all the talent they have. So I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I don't – that's probably a good story to, to write, actually, is speak to some of the handicappers and, you know, get, tell, tell us why. What are the analytics showing you? Because they're, they're running all the algorithms, algorithms and whatnot. So, I mean, they, there's a reason for it. Yeah, uh, let's get to Purdy. You mentioned him, and, you know, I, I, listen, you've covered a lot of Super Bowls. There have been sort of anonymous quarterbacks before. I go to Brad Johnson, Tampa Bay, 2 Obviously, Trent Dilfer is kind of the poster boy. Some might say Nick Foles sure. the Eagles. Sure. Um, so, I mean, where, where do you kind of place him in the pantheon of sort of anonymous slash inspirational stories? I think he's more inspirational because of because of where he was drafted, which is last, right? So that that in and of itself is, you know, I mean, I always make this joke about the the Patriots and 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 uh, and Tom Brady when when Belichick and and the Patriots drafted Brady in the sixth round. There's no way they ever thought he was going to be a starter in the league. When 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 teams draft players that low, those these guys are projects. They're maybe maybe they develop into a backup or whatever, right? And obviously the Patriots struck gold, uh, you know, with Brady. 
the Niners have struck gold with Purdy. You can't tell me that Shanahan and, and, and John Lynch and all those dudes, you know, looked at him as a starter material when they drafted him, right? So I think that where he's come from, uh, and, and he, the thing is Brock's demeanor makes him a little bit more anonymous, doesn't it? I mean, he you know, he does not embrace the spotlight. He's a super religious guy. You know, he's more about his faith. He doesn't – I talked to Steve. You referenced that on our, in, in, down in the, uh, in the bus in the bus boys' uh, hallway uh, at the dinner the other day for a quiet spot to talk. And that was one of the things he talked about was if you are, if you are to understand Brock Purdy, you have to understand about his faith. And Brock Purdy does not care – he basically said, I think he used the word, God, he feels like he's on God's errand right now, and his ch- his chore is to be a quarterback. Did Steve say that? He did. It was tremendous. God's errand. He said, and he said, that sounds know, like a Drake song. God's plan, but, Murph. But he, he said that, you know, Purdy's mode is, that's what I'm asked to do. If I'm asked to be a, to grow potatoes in Idaho, this is Steve's words, I'll go grow potatoes in Idaho. And he goes, I don't care. he goes, I don't care which of those I'm doing. So there's a certain element of calmness to the guy where he doesn't maybe feel pressure, yeah. right? And what, what pressure is there when you're you know, the last pick in the draft, too? So. Yeah, that was kind of my – sorry, jump in, Marcus, mm-hmm. but uh, that was kind of my angle going into the playoffs. Same thing. I just seen – it's funny. I keep going back to this anecdote, but I showed my 12-year-old Hoosiers the other day, and there's a character in there, Strap, who's very religious, mm-hmm. and he's serenely confident the whole time. He has a smile on his face, and Hackman's like, What's up? He's like, I have the Lord with me. It's yeah. all good. And I was like, that's kind of purdy. That said, he did look a little tight in the Packers game yes. in the first three quarters mm-hmm. and certainly in the first half of the Lions game. So all of a sudden that kind of blew that theory up. But he also came back and won those games. Yeah. I look at the Lions game, though, differently than I look at the Packers game. I thought he did look tight in the Packers game. I thought the first half of the Lions game, which much more of a product of the Lions offense, beat the crap out of the 49ers defense with yeah. their running game. No question. So that that's what I look at. Lions I, I, O-line was yeah. like mm-hmm. committing violent acts yeah. on the Niners D-line. That and, and the thing is, if you look at the Packer game, they were like they threw him a bone. You know, because he had what he's four or five in the last series. You know, it leads him to the, you know, to the winning point. Six or seven, and the only dro- the only incompletion was a drop. Yeah, by six, seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but I think the second half against Detroit was that was championship football quarterbacking. Thirteen out of sixteen, hundred and whatever it was, hundred seventy whatever yards. The scrambles. It's the fifty almost fifty mm-hmm. yards of scrambles. That was a guy willing his team to victory. So that is. That's what I saw out of him. I'm, you know, I think those two two games are separate to me. Yeah, and it comes back to the question you were just asking about Brock Purdy. What is he asked to do? And I think that's key here. And we were talking about it yesterday with Kurt Warner, another guy that was, of course, an underdog story. Literally has the movie named after him. Sure. And we were talking about the greatest, like maybe bargains in NFL history. You look at Brock Purdy's contract. You look at Kurt Warner, who made seven hundred fifty thousand dollars when he was the MVP. So then again, you're asking this guy who's the lowest-paid starting quarterback, who's an MVP finalist, but he's surrounded by so much talent. Yeah. So does he have to put on an MVP performance, or what are the 49ers asking from him this weekend? Well, I mean, I think it depends on how the game flows, Marcus, right? I mean, if they if they get too off to a, short, a, 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 a slow start, it could be – I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow the kind of game that the, the, the Detroit blew, if that, if that goes that way. And I thought something that Young said to me the other day, too, was he said, are we going to see the 49ers – pre-Thanksgiving, because if, if we're going to see the 49ers pre-Thanksgiving, he said Mahomes will not be able to keep up with it. If we, He said if we see the 49ers in the last month, that's going to be a problem because Mahomes is not going to let him get away with it. Uh, and so I, you know, I still don't believe that Purdy and the Niners are built to come back from 20-point deficits. They did in the championship game, but that's not the way they operate with you know Shanahan's offense and stuff. They're more about the running game and dictating, right? So um, – 
I, I think he just has to run their offense, right? And uh, he, that's the cool thing about it. He's not asked to do stuff that are out of, you know, otherworldly and spectacular. And, that, you know, that's, that's, you know, the way you go about it. The other thing that Young said to me, which I thought was cool, was everybody, you know, all the detractors say, well, you can't do it, you know, what, you know, what Mahomes does and Josh, Allen's does, Josh Allen does. And Perherty's the first guy to say, yeah, I know. I don't have those kind of – I'm not big, I'm not as strong, and my arm's not that. He said, but I'll do – what those guys do with one pass in two or three plays and nobody's going to notice because the job will get done. And that's the way he's played, really. Now the real question. Mark Kent is our NFL columnist, New York Post, true friend of the program, family member here on Radio Row in Vegas. Rich Gannon going to follow him here. So it's one MVP to another. Um, so where do you come down on the Lee Harvey Oswald angle? <laughs> Did you hear all that? No. What was that? Oh, oh you didn't know? No. Oh, a meme went around saying that Brock Purdy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, yes, Oswald, yeah, I'm so sorry. And a reporter asked him. Yes, yeah, he was, didn't seem happy about that question. Well, hey, uh, Young Tony, if you have that uh, that answer, we love the way he handled it. Yeah. Let me know when you have it, Tony. Uh, but, yeah, I, just, I was just riffing, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm not asking for your take on well, Lee Harvey Well, what you, but you went from Gannon to Lee Harvey. I thought there was a Gannon riff on Lee no, Harvey No, no. It, it was a bad sprint. Marcus, teach him some radio. <laughs> I do. I do. It's bad. I'm, I'm getting uh, Friday speed wobbles here at Radio Row. You got it, Tone? Cheers of you and, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the Internet right now. People think you took the mic. Did you ever hear that before? I have it. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison, obviously. Eh, yeah. You don't see it. Uh, yeah, I don't, eh. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well played. <laughs> the weird thing is he, there is a little bit of facial re- you know, facial recognition there, you know, yeah. but it – It opened yeah. up all sorts of jokes, you know what I mean? Marcus said, what did you say? Lee Harvey Oswald was just a system shooter, Murph. There oh, is, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy had a great is line. That, said, is that uh, too soon or probably not too soon? Two guys who can't do it alone. Oh. Two guys who can't yeah. do it alone. Yeah. The riffs are out there. It's never too <laughs> like soon it. for social media, Mark. Yeah. Hey, um, here's, it's been 20 years since a team repeated, and there's a reason why. You know, It's either it's Marvin Hagler or somebody, Tommy Hearns who has said, it's hard to stay hungry waking up in silk sheets, right? Yep. Um, just wondering your angle on that, like, you know, I mean, you can repeat. It's been done. You know, the Chiefs, uh, the Patriots did it 20 years ago. But is, is there something to that, that the, that there might be a point where there's a desperation or a hunger that the Niners have that the Chiefs resting on their trophies won't have? Well, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think the Chiefs are resting on their trophies. I was, in the, I was with the Chiefs' availability yesterday and actually talked to a bunch of players about that very thing and what it would be like to repeat, what we'll take, that kind of thing, the whole vibe. But I do believe that there's a hunger thing. And, uh, you know, it, I, I keep referencing Steve Young, but he was such gold the other day. But we were kind of talking about, you know, because I told him, I, I, I go, dude, 1994. I said, you know what happened in 1994? I got married in 1994, right? <laughs> and, he's, and he said to me, he goes, T, and I've known him for 30, 40 years. He has a Connecticut connection. You know, and, yeah. and, uh, but he said, you know, to you and me, 30 years doesn't seem that long. You know, it seemed, it, in a way, it could seem just like just yesterday. But to the younger generation, I was listening to your riff before I came on. Mm-hmm. You know, you've only seen two, and they've been losses. Yeah. So that's all the younger generation knows, right? So I think there's a definite hunger from the fan perspective. But the other thing that Steve said, and he, he was so he was pounding on this, the Niners have been excellent for really much of your, you know, they, they were down for a while. I'm looking at Marcus here, but they've been excellent for a, for a very good amount of time here. But they haven't crossed that finish line and and hoisted the trophy. And and Steve talked so much about paying it off. I don't, I don't know if you've spoken to him about that. But he, he, he goes, this needs to be paid off on Sunday, <laughs> you know, and, and 
Well, you know, and I think that there's an element to the Niner team because you do have some players on this team that have experienced the disappointment. And I do think that's where that, that's where the hunger is different. Well, derived. Steve's coming from experience. Yeah. 92 NFC Championship loss, 93 NFC Championship loss. They were absolutely on the, as a caller, as a texter would end, the Blues Brothers mission from God in 94. Now, it yeah. helped to have Deion Sanders yes, on the team, yeah. all right? Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, that's it right now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what Steve's saying. Now, that said, and I'm just putting it out there just for Radio Road debate, the Buffalo Bills wanted to pay it off. Yeah. Never could. Yeah. Bud Grant's Minnesota Vikings, when you and I were younger, wanted to pay it off. They couldn't either. So there are tragic stories of teams that keep getting there and lose. Yeah. At yeah. least at, at least you guys have won more than a handful. It's just been a long time, right? Yeah. But I think where, where Steve was going was for this regime, for the – you know, for the Shanahan Lynch regime and everything they've built, it needs to be paid off. That was, and you know, and I think there's a feeling that in the locker room. Yeah, and you talk about it, like feeling that and having that disappointment. Now, whether or not you think the criticism is fair or not, going with Kyle Shanahan, we know he's one of the best offensive minds in football. But we know what happened in the 28-3 game against the New England Patriots. Yeah. We know what happened in Super Bowl 54. It's a stat that I know a lot of 49er fans don't want to hear right now. But in his two Super Bowl appearances, he's been outscored 40-0. to yeah. So how much is that pressure building up on Kyle Shanahan now? Because, again, whether it's fair or not, that's part of his legacy. Listen, it is part of his legacy, and you can't get around that until you get to the other side of that. And that goes for players and it goes for coaches, right? We, we, Murph and I met, in, you know, covering a lot of golf, you know, and the, and the major championships are what everybody's me- – the great players are measured by the major championships. And you had, you know, dating a long time back, Phil Nicholson was 0 for 42, and mm-hmm. he'd done everything else but win a major. And, and that's all he would ever hear about was why can't you win a major. And he finally did, and then he broke through and he won five of them. Shanahan, if he happens to lose this game, and, it, and God forbid if something bad happens in the second half again, say they, they're holding a lead and Mahomes, you know, he, and maybe Shanahan calls a couple of sketchy plays where he passes instead of, <laughs> instead of running or whatever with a lead, um, you know, he that that just that weight in the backpack becomes heavier yeah. next time and, then, and, and next year and the next time he's in the same situation. And as we said, there are people throughout the history of sports that have that weight that never shed it. Marv yeah. Levy and the Bills and Bud Grant and the Vikings. And uh, as you said, but Phil did shed it. He did. And then started winning a lot of majors. Yeah. I mean, right? it, and, but there's also players we also think are going to break through, you know, like when Davis Love Jr., not to get nerdy, but <laughs> Davis Love Jr. wins, the third, I should yeah, say, yeah. wins. And everybody's right. Well, this is going to break through. This is, he never did anything again right, after right, that, right, you yeah. know, in terms of majors. It's funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kyle gets one. Then Joe and, and those guys will be like, now you've you got to get four. Yeah, but like, think about how the legacy has changed already for Andy Reid, who's now a two-time Super Bowl champion, but yeah. the criticism was following him throughout Philadelphia, even when he had Alex Smith in he Kansas could, City. He could win the big game, remember? Mm-hmm. There right. it is. All of a sudden now, he's big game hunter. Marky Mark, it's great to see you, buddy. Good to see you guys. Good to see him, and uh, you're taking the Chiefs in the post tomorrow. It's good to break bread and break uh, break sushi and nori and whatever else we were yes. eerie with you boys last night. We had a little spicy rock shrimp that was the hit of the night. I think mm. that was the I think that was the uh, um, along with the uh, refreshing glasses of Riesling to yes. wash it down. Wash it down. We were big wash it down <laughs> people, <laughs> and then Marcus went and washed a lot of other stuff down a lot later with with. And other stars. And as yeah, you, you can see, say that. As you can see, Walter washed it down, too, and he's still having trouble, Walter, keeping, it, he's having trouble keeping it down. Well, I'm looking at Walter across the table. He looks very quiet and very sleepy. <laughs> I, right I don't now. think we've heard Walter say a single word the entire show, the two hours we've been on. He did bring me some Joe, though. That's I do it. appreciate That's that. That's the important stuff. Thank you, Walt. Marky Mark, you're the best. Give Carolyn a big hug. Will. We will see you soon enough as the fates dictate.
And uh, we'll look forward to reading you online. NYPost.com, don't you know? Yeah, Good luck to Niner Nation, baby. You know I'm a San Francisco guy. <laughs> I love so. it. Enjoy the game, Mark. I yeah. love it. I love it. Rich Gannon's coming up on KMBR 104.5 and 680, the Sports Leader. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.